when you learn to tap into that intuition, that inner genius on demand, because we have it on demand, it's that space of all knowing that infinite beingness of us, that inner voice, that still small voice. When we learn to tap into that, we know exactly what we're meant to be doing moving forward in our business. Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey peeps, this is Michelle Nedlek, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Elena. Elena, thank you so much for being here with us today. What an honor and a pleasure, Michelle. Thank you. Awesome. So I mess with the my guest's head before we get on to the live show, just so that they're smiling and laughing when we get on <laughs> camera. Uh, but you have an amazing story to tell. So give everybody kind of the, the load on on. Uh, who you are and your business just kind of yeah so so the amazing part probably is more of my background <laughs> I mean I think what I do now is super amazing too <laughs> um but I started out as a lawyer in the music industry for 18 years in New York City and I had a pretty successful practice and uh, my career culminated as me being the executive vice president of the largest independent music company in the world at the time and I actually realized that um, I actually realized it before this, but this job in particular, like drove it home how I would put my ladder up against the wrong wall. I put it up against a wall my parents wanted for me to be a lawyer, and I never really wanted to be a lawyer. And when I hit the pinnacle of success, I was just asking myself, like, is this it? Is this all there is? Isn't there more to life? And I literally walked away from like a mid six figure gig, very prominent um uh, practice uh, to just figure out what I wanted to do next with no with no plan, which I don't actually recommend for a lot of people, but <laughs> um, but I did, and I proceeded to hit a dark night of the soul. And what I mean by that is, some people might call it a midlife crisis, but could it happen at any age? And I watched all the structures of my life fall apart. Like literally, <clears throat> I went from having a very sweet nest egg to being almost a hundred thousand dollars in debt. My marriage fell apart. I moved out of New York City to upstate New York, where I knew no one lost most of my friends in the process and just watched my life like crash and burn. And in the process of that, in the living hell that I was experiencing that I had put myself in, I started to discover mindset tools and techniques that not only helped me liberate my thinking, but helped me understand the nature of reality in a different way and how I was actually creating everything I was experiencing. But it also meant I was super powerful and can create something different. And that's what I started to do. And so then I started coaching entrepreneurs and I've been at various different stages of working with entrepreneurs, some at startup when I first started. I created six figures in uh, seven months in my first year in my business and then proceeded to crash and burn it again. So I realized that I had a limiting belief in a pattern that I can make good money, but I couldn't keep it, right? So the minute that I started to have a certain level of success, I would self-sabotage and then just like, you know, just crash it and burn it again. So I started to do even deeper work and also want to help my clients because one of the issues I was having, which um, many of my clients feel is this level of imposter syndrome where I was helping my clients get miraculous results. They were tripling their income regularly and I couldn't do it for myself. And so like I, I had so much shame and guilt about it, Michelle, not knowing how to get myself out of the hole I was in yet again. 
And when I started doing the work that I now teach a few years ago, it just made all the difference in the world. And literally in 13 months, I seven times my income. I've now 10 times my income um, from that point from working like significantly less, like I work 25 hours a week and just have so much ease and flow in my life where all the heavy lifting I was doing I just don't experience in my life anymore. Like it feels so uncomfortable when I'm not in flow and not in flow doesn't mean my life sucks. Not in flow means everything just isn't happening effortlessly, right? And and that's the thing. So now I work with figure entrepreneurs who want to scale their business. Typically they're hitting an income ceiling or they're having feast and famine income. Maybe it's 45,000 one month and then 10,000 or 15,000 another month, but it's still not consistent at the level that they want to perform. They're high achievers. They know they can be performing more and they're already sacrificing everything for their business. How they're so maxed out. How could they possibly scale? So I help them scale their business and shave 20 to 30 hours minimum off of their work week. Many of my clients go from working 12, 14 hour days to like six, seven hour days, you know, but making significantly more. And it's not that they have to stop doing their outbound lead stuff. But what happens is the inbound lead stuff becomes so magnetic that all of a sudden they start seeing all kinds of opportunities and start having levels of clients that they never experienced before in their business. Nice. I love it. So while you're working with people, kind of what do you find are the common uh, misdemeanors that or things that they're thinking that you're just like wow that that is stopping you (laughs) yeah 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 so I do work with limiting beliefs that's what I help people deal with the most on a DNA level like actually heal it on a DNA level so the intergenerational stuff that have been passed down to them and also societal stuff that we've picked up and one of the things that I see now there's obviously and I say obviously maybe it isn't obvious to some people but there's obviously things around worthiness and being good enough right that's worthiness deserve a ability, lovability. But then entrepreneurs in particular seem to have this whole host of limiting beliefs around having to work hard to succeed, that money is hard to make. Because, you know, when when you're getting a paycheck, money ain't so hard to make. But all of a sudden, when you have to only eat what you kill, money feels like it becomes hard to make. These limiting beliefs start to surface and come into play or nothing of value comes easy and, and beliefs along that nature that then make people work ridiculously hard just to have the level of success that they already have. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. So are you working with people both on on their mindset and kind of the DNA level of energy and kind of the practicalities of, okay, where's your sales, where's your marketing, that kind of thing? Yes and no. So here's what I found. I used to be a strategist and I used to work on systems. And then I teach people how to tap into their intuition, the inner genius. Like your intuition is, you know, like I know that if I ask you this question and I ask everyone in your audience this question, they're going to say yes. But have you ever had a 3 a.m. genius moment or gotten a download while you're in the shower on a walk, right? So I have had no one say no to that question. Now, when people follow that advice, magic happens. And when people don't, um, it's a crap show, right? Mm -hmm. So, So what happens is when you learn to tap into that intuition, that inner genius on demand, because we have it on demand, it's that space of all knowing that infinite beingness of us, that inner voice, that still small voice. 
When we learn to tap into that, we know exactly what we're meant to be doing moving forward in our business. We don't have to try three different strategies and spend a ton of money on ads and throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. We can actually tune in and understand this is exactly the right thing that I need for my business, right? We get that information. Now, the thing that typically stops us from actually listening to the voice then is the limiting beliefs that's going on in the subconscious mind. So once you clear those out of the way, you clear what, what the, you know, the ego mind wants to keep us safe. It doesn't really want us to grow because it's level uh, to it. It only knows the past. So it keeps trying to loop the past over and over and over again. But everything you want is out of your comfort zone, which to the to the ego mind, to your subconscious mind, is in the place of uncertainty. And your subconscious mind doesn't know how to deal with the uncertainty, uncertainty and know you survived it. So it tries to keep bringing you back into the past. So so. You know, in terms of sales and in terms of marketing, I'm not suggesting that that isn't important and strategy isn't important. It absolutely is. But the, the thing is, is once you understand what to do, then you understand why it's working or why it's not working. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't see if I was on. <laughs> um, so when the biggest issue I find is that people don't know how to differentiate the difference between what is that kind of inspired thought and what is just holding me back? Because sometimes they can sort of come across the same way if mm -hmm. somebody's not honed into them. So how do they start to differentiate those? Oh, that's a great question. It really is because I, so many of my clients, when they first start doing this work, they have the exact issue. You know, the ego mind, it can't for very long. If you start to discern the difference between the energy of the type of messages you get from the ego mind versus the type of messages you get from your intuition, one typically is fear-based and will tell you what not to do. Now, now I have to say my intuition does tell me what not to do, but not from a fear-based place, but from a place of this is the thing to do instead. Don't do that but do this thing. Whereas the ego, the um, subconscious blocks will say to you, don't do that because this bad thing will happen because of it if you do that. And your intuition will never, is never worried about bad things happening. Your inner genius always knows the path. If you get off the path, it, it knows if you, if you take path A, it knows the consequence of taking path A. If you take path B, it knows the consequence of path B. One may be in your highest good, one may not be in your highest good. But even if you take the one that's not in your highest good it knows how to get you right back into your highest good right but the thing is is we have free will it will never control your free will so it doesn't know which one you're going to choose it will just try to guide you to take the one that will be with the with no resistance on it yeah nice so i i also know that when people are going through some things especially when they're building their business there's a lot of things that will go okay this is the next step okay great that sounds awesome and then um, well, actually back up the bus a bit. What about when it's not awesome? When it's like that idea is going to kill me. Like let's quit our job and go and become an entrepreneur. It's like, that is the dumbest idea I've ever Like <laughs> This is not a good idea. How do we kind of get past the, um, it seems like the going forward idea seems like the bad idea and mm -hmm. <laughs> backing right. up seems a lot safer. So the opposite well, of what safer. you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's the exact thing I'm talking about because because actually staying where you are in your comfort zone to, you, to your uh, subconscious mind is safer. It, it Even if it sucks, even if you hate exactly where you are, your subconscious mind knows how to survive it. 
So it wants you to keep looping over and over again because it knows how to survive it. Whereas going forward is in that place of uncertainty. It doesn't know. It doesn't have the patterns to know, oh, I can actually do this in the future and know I'm going to survive it. It's afraid of certain death. So because of that, it keeps trying to hold you back from actually going out into, into the moving forward piece, right? <clears throat> and so the thing is, is that like, for example, I'm, it's a little bit different when you're deciding whether to move into entrepreneurship or not in the first place. Although really, if you have the ability to tap into this inner genius, you get the clarity. And if you know how to clear your limiting beliefs simultaneously with that, then you could actually move into that action without it hindering you, without that, I call it the ego mind, but it's the subconscious mind like chattering away. You know, the, I call it the itty bitty shitty committee, right? <laughs> so don't do that. You'll suck, you'll fail, you'll be rejected. People won't want what you have. You'll never be able to make a go of this. It's unsafe. How will you give your family the money that they need. I mean, all of those things, just like none of them are true. None of them are true, but that's what we end up hearing because that's where the subconscious mind is trying to hold us back. And it's so insidious that it knows our exact weaknesses of how to self-sabotage us from taking that action that we need to take. So, so there's two pieces of this, which is one, learning how to clear those limiting beliefs for yourself. I help people do it because I, I, I believe in not only teaching you how to fish so you can do it yourself and you know feed yourself for the rest of your life, but also then helping you give you a fish so you start out in a land of abundance, right? But then when you learn how to tap into the inner genius on top of that, you, you've got like you know both pieces of the pie that you need to be able to move forward. So no matter what stage you are of your business, is going to help. Because I can tell you, I don't know about you, Michelle, but when I was starting out in entrepreneurship and I realized I was really good at what I did, but I had no clue about business, I took all of these programs. Like I literally in the course of four years spent over $150,000 of programs that got me zero results, zero results. Now I did learn a lot about business, but I also learned more about what not to do than what to do that was going to help me move the, the needle forward, right? Because those programs weren't the right programs for me. They weren't the things that I needed for me in my business that was going to help me build. And that's why they didn't work. And that's what we think. We have these shiny object syndrome, right? It's, it's like the entrepreneurial shiny object syndrome of, oh, that's the exact marketing strategy I need. That's going to be the thing that makes it work for me. Oh, wait, that didn't work? Okay, well, then that's going to be the thing that did, that's going to make it work for me. And what they don't realize is they haven't set the foundation of themselves, right? So that they still become the bottleneck that's preventing anything from really working, including the thing that really is meant for them. Absolutely. So how did somebody start to kind of get in touch with that state of flow, those ideas of possibility and potential? Because, well, let's just start with, give, give me some tactics on how they can start to get in touch with that. Yeah. So I fast track it. Like the way that I, I teach people is I literally teach them like within two hours, you could be learning how to do this. Then I'll give people advanced skills. So, so for people who don't know how to do this, it's going to be a little harder. It's going to take a lot longer for you to get it, but you can literally sit in meditation and ask. And if you get clear, if you can clear your mind in meditation and ask for the guidance of your higher self, you can, you can, um, that inner genius, you can actually get clarity on like, okay, what's the right step for me moving forward? What's the biggest blockage that I have that's holding me back from this? And, and in the process of that, then you can start to get more comfortable 
being in that space and asking more questions. Like before I understood really how to do this, I understood that if I sat down to meditate after I practiced yoga and asked some questions, I really did get the answers that came through. They may not have come through in the meditation session, but sometime at the point during that day, I, I got the answers that came through, but you have to pay attention to them. And that's the thing. It's about creating a different level of awareness because most people are going through their day so busy. If you're in stress, if you're in overwork and busy, like you are in your sympathetic nervous system. You're in some level of fight, flight, or freeze. You are cutting off your intuition. You're cutting off of getting those downloads. So it's not possible for you to actually be able to discern. And that's why in the shower, on walks at 3 a.m., that it comes through because you're not in a state of resistance. Stress is a state of resistance. You can't get the messages. You can't move forward with ease when you're in a state of resistance, when you're in a state of fight, flight, or freeze. So doing something that gets you into your parasympathetic nervous system, maybe it's going for a walk, maybe it's going for a hike, maybe it's dancing, maybe it's singing. You know, maybe it, it, whatever it is, definitely not drinking though, <laughs> um, because that'll, that'll numb it too. It's not that it cuts it off, it just numbs it, right? But something that brings you into your parasympathetic nervous system, that brings you into a relaxed state to allow that information to get downloaded to you, because that's how we receive information. Absolutely. And I find too, that having that intention of either, you know, what is my next step or what is blocking me? And and putting some attention to it so that when you're having a conversation with somebody in the day and they're like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard of. Why would you think that that is going to move you forward? You got to do this. Normally, if you don't ask that intention, you're just like, wow, that was, that was a jerk. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what I was supposed to be listening to. I get it. Okay. <laughs> We're all good now. Yeah. Well, well, I'm going to say you, you said a couple of really brilliant things there. Intention and attention. Right. So so those two things are super, super key. But here's the thing. If you've got a belief that nothing I'm going to do is really going to work out, then maybe that person showed up to try to take you off track to validate your subconscious mm -hmm. mind. Right. Like I have a client who lives overseas. And so she has this, she's got a multiple seven figure business and she's got a belief that where she lives is holding her back from being next level. Now she had a, a client meeting, a potential client meeting the other day with somebody who lived in the state. She doesn't live in the States who wants to be able to meet a coach in person and doesn't want to work with her. And she refuses to do that. And so they said, I'm going to work with a lesser coach. I know you're a much better coach and I know I'd get much more out of working with you, but I'm going to work. Literally this person said this to her. I'm I'm going to work with a lesser coach because I get to meet this person in person rather than, you know, just on Zoom. She walked away from that going, see, it validated my belief that I'm not going to be able to make as much money because where I lived. And I went, no, she self-selected herself out because she wasn't willing to get out of her comfort zone. And it turned out that this person, this potential client has her team is actually in a different state than she lives. And she's got to manage her team remotely. And she's having difficulty managing her team remotely, but won't take a remote coach to help her understand how to manage remotely. And I said to her, she self-selected herself out because she's not willing to get out of her comfort zone. And she went, oh my God, that's true. But the immediate thing was validation of my limiting belief. Yeah. <laughs> well, and... So let's talk about this because I think it's kind of funny is that she goes, yeah, that's validation of this belief. And had she not, or had you not helped her to realize that that is the limiting belief, I think people don't realize that just because you have a belief doesn't make it right. 
obviously. Um, it's got you where you are, and that's awesome. But it it's not it's not the end all and be all. So, um, because I think it's fascinating that if she just said that that validates my belief, it's like yeah, it does, and that's limiting. So get right. a new belief that's <laughs> not right. limiting, right. and you won't have to worry about whether or not you're getting validating information on it. Exactly, which is what we worked on clearing in that session. We cleared that whole belief about living where she was being the impediment to, and, and here's here's the kicker. The real impediment was that if she became as successful as she wanted to be, she was afraid her marriage would implode. That's the real belief behind the belief behind the belief. The thing is never the thing. People think the thing is the thing. The thing is never the thing. There's always something deeper that's really causing it, which is some fear of safety in some way, usually that's stopping people or creating these beliefs about what they have. So you're right, it's, it is just about getting a new belief. That really becomes the, the important thing because um, essentially almost any belief we have is a limiting belief. Like you said, you said something key, which is it got you where you are now. I would say it got you where you are in spite of that because the belief you could have gotten so much further had you not the universe wants to give you so much more than you want to give to yourself and you don't realize that like most people don't realize how much they're holding themselves back from what they actually could have so the beliefs they have got them to a certain point but they actually could have gotten even much further without those beliefs so they got there in spite of their beliefs and now they could take it to the next level and really expand to a complete much, much higher level of living their purpose and expressing that purpose and expressing impact and, you know, making more money in the process of that and having a lot more fun. Thanks. Love that. Well, and we have gone through a lot of kind of what the stumbling blocks are that somebody has. They're not getting the results they want. They're not, they're thinking that they can't have it. They're, they've hit a plateau in their business. All of these reasons are awesome reasons to, uh, want more from you. <laughs> so I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? Yeah, the best way to start your journey with me is I am offering a free course. Um, it's a mini course, which is actually how to shave 20 to 30 hours off of your work week. And it's a mini course yes, that helps you dive into your limiting beliefs. And it will help you unpack what's really going on about your time and understand how to hack your time so that you can actually shave time off of it. Because I, I can tell you, Michelle, I am so passionate. Like I've gone through the, I've worked, like I remember once, I was sitting and this was like after my business tanked again, after I'd created six figures, I was sitting on my couch working on my laptop at night. And my then nine-year-old son had his head on my shoulder with his big blue eyes. He looked up at me and said, mommy, you're working all the time. And I just went, oh my God, I started this business so I could be a single mom and be with him. And here I am working all the time. And I've just become so impassioned about helping entrepreneurs left that I'd love to offer this uh, less that I'd love to offer this gift to your audience. And so they can get this gift, Elena Schwartz forward slash time, or they can go on my website, Elena, I mean, elenaschwartz.com forward slash time or Elena Schwartz. And they can go on my raves and resources page. And there's a link to sign up right there too. Nice. Love that. And who doesn't want more time? <laughs> you always want It's more the time. only we finite resource we have, right? <laughs> right? Money you can always make more of, time you can never get more of. If you've used it up, you've used it up. There ain't more of it. <laughs> awesome. So, Elena, you've done a great job of explaining kind of at 
the time that you became an entrepreneur, but was that the moment that you realized that you were a special kind of crazy enough to become an entrepreneur or did that happen like way earlier? <laughs> that happened way earlier because as a lawyer, I was also an entrepreneur, right? So I realized that I had this entrepreneur. Every time I worked for someone else, I was having a like really bad experience and I had hung out my own shingle as a lawyer. And then I, it was like the only time in the 18 years, those few years that I hung out my own shingle that I was like, I could actually live with this, right? It was like, I, you know, starting work when I wanted to, ending work when I wanted to. And I was like, wow, I could actually live like this. But it, it you know, then I got the EVP job and that changed everything for me because <laughs> I wasn't meant to live with that. Um, but it would have been tolerable. So I've been an entrepreneur. I've been crazy enough to be an entrepreneur all the time because I don't think I could work. For, I, I'm unemployable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Awesome. You've been amazing. Any last words for our peeps? You know, here's the thing. If you've, if you've chosen the journey of entrepreneurship, there's a calling that you have. There's a gift you're meant to give in the world. Don't give up. I can say that they say the number one reason why businesses fail is because they run out of money. That's not actually true. The number one reason why businesses fail is because they give up, mm -hmm. right? There's absolutely a way. Get the right help that you need, the right help that you need. Don't throw your money at shiny objects, get the right help you need and stick with it. And that perseverance will make all the difference. I love that. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Thank you. I'm honored. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping you grow your business. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.